Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast on a Thursday. We got Jesse, Rudo, and AJ coming to you live. Follow me on threads. I mean, yeah, you can follow us on threads. AJ's too cool for threads, though. So, yeah. Look, I am an Elon Musk truther. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Don't say that. He is, he is here to save us. Can People we get a will quote graphic? you. Yeah. Truther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, Avs. Still in the throes of free agency, likely not done. Let's start here. Do you guys expect at least one more move to come? I sure. wanna, I wanna start with the. We always do like our big end of season sign off, but I just want to say, uh, Aaron Nux to both of you guys. It was a long year. We're like officially into the dead of the off season here. Like we went through the last official yeah. sprint. We got six weeks of nothing. We now. go six <laughs> weeks of nothing, but. Uh, I'm excited to make stuff up for the next six yeah. weeks with you guys. Shout shout out to everyone on the beat. We just had a meeting about draft week. Uh, this was a it was it was a it was a tough year, and we're officially through to the off season. The next thing to look forward to is training camp. Uh, so nice job, team. Yeah, I guess rookie tournament happens before training camp, technically, right? Yeah, but I mean, same that's thing. part of rookie same camp. Thing, yeah, yeah, that's all. That's that's to me, rookie camp and the tournament is really is the, the kickoff start. of training right, camp. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. No arguments on that. That's the official start of the next season for me. Yeah. Uh, I Look, I, I'm ready for it to be next season already. Oh, God, I'm not. I'm so excited yeah. for six weeks of change. I, I, I think you'll be excited for the first three weeks, and was, then you'll be like, oh, no. no. I was I'm, just about to say, the next I'm two sorry. weeks will be great, and then after that, I'll be ready for something. I've got Midnight Suns to play, and then I've got... Aye, aye, aye. I've got Fire Emblem to beat, and then I've got Hogwarts Legacy to beat, and then yeah, I've you got even Fire Emblem. That's not like, <sighs> damn. Then, and I can't, <laughs> I can't even believe how hard you guys are gonna roast me for this. That's not like, like a new Pokemon game, right? It is not. No. Okay, all right. Because Fire Emblem sounds like an old school like Game Boy. I mean, it's Pokemon a, color. So Fire Emblem's been around forever. Very long. What time. is it? It's a JRPG. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. And that's what it started as. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's on the Switch. There's there's been like twelve of them made. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's like the first like six Fire Emblems were not released in the West. So. It's like Final um, Fantasy, but bad. It's, it's had um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from a guy that sits around and plays fucking WoW and CS:GO all the time, I'm gonna listen to this guy call games bad. I'm leaving before the pinching and slapping starts. Holy smokes, man! Yes, a tactical RPG. Calling it a JRPG just because it's made in Wait, Japan. Wait, what's what's the J? Oh, Japan. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Jesus <clears> Christ. <throat> So what is it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome into the DNVR yeah, Avalanche podcast. Look, you pick your husbando just like everyone picks their Avalanche husband. Who's your not, abs husbando? Not really in this. Not, not really in the new one. So. No? The, everyone was about their husbandos in three houses. Yeah. Uh, every, they, they might as well be speaking Russian. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening on this show right now. Would have been very useful. Could have talked to Gulia yeah. last week. <laughs> Uh, I did just I, uh, to bring it back to hockey. The Guliev interview from the draft is out. There you go. That is the only interview that I know of <laughs> that exists uh, since he's been drafted. There was a translator out in Nashville. So head on over to Twitter and check it out there or Threads. Check it out on yeah. Threads too. Also an option. Uh, but getting into the Avalanche again, 
I want to start here. We're all expecting at least one more NHL signing from this team. I am, certainly. I don't know about you I think two. it's one, maybe two. Maybe two. I, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. It has to, at least one forward, right? You have to sign one. Well, so Zadina cleared. and then They got, did not claim. And yeah. then got bought out. Yeah. So. Give him an 800K or something? I mean, I, I, I understood why the team was like two years at 1.8. I'm not... We're not competing. I, to I this understood. Guy. I was going to yeah. say there, that, that this the, the point, 1.8 has to be why teams yeah. stayed away from I, that, right? Well, it's I think it's more the second year than the 1.8. Right. But the combination of the two, I think, yeah. was just teams were just like we're good. Now I think if you give them one year, 800k, you know, a million dollars, whatever it is, uh, he should have several. He, he should have several suitors. The Avs just going to give him Jonathan Druin's contract. I that would be perfect for me. I think that would be really smart business. So. If you're going out and getting a Zadina, are you giving him the opportunity on a third line, or is this purely a fourth line grinder type guy? No, I would I would be willing to put him next to Wood and Colton. Okay, mm-hmm. you have a little bit more, just a different profile next to those guys. I think sure. that's actually a fun group right there. Yeah, it would be Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Philip Zadina. It's a yeah, lot I'd of like size that. to play against for sure. For a well, and then you, if you were to put Ranton in with Rijo and Nachushkin, you're yeah. talking about a lot of size to play against, kind of up and down the lineup. Yeah, it's true. But still plenty of skating ability there, too. So it'll be interesting to see. I think AJ and I have talked quite a bit about some other potential forwards we'd like to see the Avs target. Yeah. Ranging from uh, Pia Suter, Jesper Boquist, and then the one everyone has been talking about um, in. What's his? I completely. Vlad Tarasenko. Well, yes, but Danton no. Heinen. Danton uh, Heinen. Thank you. Yeah, that's the one everyone wants. I, I, I really do think that it's going to end up being Jonathan Taves. Uh, that's uh, one that I, I just. About a guy I like don't that know too. where Taves is at still. Uh, assuming You're, he decides to come back next year, I just have this weird feeling that halfway <laughs> through August we're going to get a Jonathan Taves one by one to the Avs. Yeah, or and like that. you know, I will tell you, it would make. I think it would make quite a bit of sense because if you do look at you you know ross colton as a 3c is kind of a the kind of like a sort of unknown there Mm -hmm. uh because he hasn't done the job like full time uh for multiple seasons and then with johansson's injury history like if one of those guys gets hurt like last year you didn't have a guy that you could that that maybe naturally profiled as 2c but between New Hook and Erod and Comfer, you had guys that could fill in and kind of fit into that job if if you needed it on the fly. This year, you don't really have that guy. There isn't really a guy that you're comfortable with kind of moving around in your lineup and saying, okay, I'm going to take that. Because if Ross Colton ends up your 2C, you don't feel great about it. Like That's not yeah. what you wanted when you got him. Yeah. And so having a Jonathan Taves there where if he was if he was to be your four C, you know, in theory, your four C, mm-hmm. you know, he could he could move around and he's also some injury insurance for you. Obviously assuming his own health. Uh but yeah. you know I I do think we were talking the other day about where's this like where where do you see problems on the lineup? That would be and then that would also fill your PK face off. Like, yeah, we want that guy to do that job too. It so. would do that. And you would, down the middle, all of a sudden, you'd be a very good face off team. <laughs> what, so, off the cuff, AJ, I know you've 
express interest in Thomas Noshik potentially. Yeah. Taves or Noshik? Oh, geez. Um, I would probably just say Taves. Okay. Um, you know, Noshik is a better traditional profile for that 4C job. But Taves' upside is fairly mm, obvious given right. his career. And, <laughs> and I don't know that he would actually be 4C behind those He ends guys. up being like 3C if, pretty you, easily. You know, sure. if, if your fourth line is Cogliano, Jonathan Taves, and Logan O'Connor, like... Yeah. And you, you know how Jared Bednar loves to lean on that bet line that becomes yeah, a third line real fast. It, exactly. But, like, I feel like, I feel like that could be... See, those two with Ross Colton, I feel like, is... The exact type of fourth line mix that he loves. Like you said, ends up getting used more as a third line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then Miles Wood is playing fourth line for you. Like, I think what's going to happen we'll is they're the going to I mean, yeah. have two third lines yeah, instead exactly. of the fourth line that exactly. has been getting abandoned. I think you're going to have two lines that play 12 minutes a night. Yep. I think that's accurate. So uh, I, think that's, I think that's probably where more where they end up. Yeah. Do you guys need that fan on? I prefer it. Okay. All personally. Right. Just point it at AJ Moore. Yeah. There you go. Uh, cool I just was under the vent upstairs. I'm a little chilly. <laughs> Should have worn your jacket, bud. I know. Can't be as cold as FSC was for all of Dev Camp. Man, by the end of each of the sessions, it would get to 11 o'clock. See, so you guys are wild. That's why I don't leave that media room. <laughs> I was frozen. <laughs> I watch everything from the comfortable confines of those windows. No. I gotta. If I'm there, I got to be watching it all right otherwise i'll go on live barn and watch it that way or something stupid uh you can watch it from the warmth no nah, it's not as good through the window it's not it's, the oh it's definitely not <laughs> but it's much warmer uh okay that's the forward side of it defensive side do you guys think the abs are done or do you think there's anyone they will seriously pursue that's the maybe two I think if the, if sure, and I think a lot of this depends on, in my opinion, what's still out there in a few weeks. I think you it's saw the blueprint point. with Evan Rodriguez last year. That if there's going to be quality guys sitting out on the market Scoop that are willing to take left. Yeah. lesser deals, I think the Avs could add down at the bottom of their defensive lineup if they wanted to. Yeah, I think Travis Dermott is a guy that probably fits their profile the best. All right, you know, just as a bottom pairing he, well he plays both the left and right side he's a good skater he's a fine like he's a fine third pairing defenseman that just can't really play up in a lineup um we've seen pretty hard limitations of his career and in colorado it would be more of a natural fit for how he wants to play but his expectations would be pretty limited so i i think him as your 6d next to manson or you know, if one of those guys gets hurt, he can play left or right. So you have a little bit of, you have a little bit of flexibility there. I think would be, um, I think I, I think that's probably where I would go in free agency. At this point, the defense has been picked clean. That I'm just there's um, just not a ton of interest left. Yeah, yeah. If it's not him, I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy on anybody else that's really out there. Just live with what you have and assess it down the line. Yeah, and see what Sam Malinsky does in camp for you. So, all right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to get into a little bit of that conversation. But before we do, I want to ask you guys this. And I understand the roster is not complete. We're expecting them to make at least one more move. How do you think the Avs current roster compares to their roster from last season? I think it's better. Uh, just straight up better. Mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of people in the last two weeks that are really excited about what the Avs have done. 
okay. both in and outside of Colorado. I think this is a really good team. Now you have you have a couple of key spots where you're you're betting. Ryan Johansson, Jonathan Druin. I, I you think need if, at least one of those to hit. If you can get those players is players players is is, <laughs> players is, 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 is if you can get their average to above average, I think this is a really good team that's going to cause a lot of problems for teams in the West. Um, if one or both those guys continues to struggle, well, then you're kind of in the same spot you were in last year. But on paper right now, I I, I like this team. I, I think it's easy to look at one-to-one replacements. Ryan Johansson is replacing JT Comfer for you, at least offensively. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Druin is replacing Evan Rodriguez for you, at least offensively. Ross Colton is completely replacing Alex Newhook for you. Mm-hmm. At, at worst, it seems like you're on par yeah. with last year's lineup. Uh, and, you know, any amount of health should help them this season. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> it, it's a health, man. I think it was Elliot Friedman who was talking about what the Avs, you know what the Avs really want? A healthy Bowen Byram season. That would be nice. Like a healthy, a fully healthy season for Bowen Byram, you know, missing three to seven games at most with, yeah. you know, ticky stack, yeah, ticky tack stuff here and there, right? 10 or less. Like, I mean, that's almost a pickup in and of itself. Yep. Adding that full time to your defense. I, I like the way you just kind of ran through the replacements. Um, I, I, I like this group a lot. Like I said, I've talked to a lot of people who like this group. Um, you got a couple gambles out there, but if you can even break even on those, uh, I, I think I think it's them. I think it's Vegas. Then you got 20 feet. Then you got Dallas. Then you got everybody else. AJ, you've been quiet over there. Yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know about better, but I think more competitive. Um, you add Miles Wood and Ross Colton... I've talked about this a lot already, and I'm going to continue to talk about it because I think it's, I think they saw what they lacked in the postseason in the bottom six, you know, Matt Nieto and Dennis Mulgan and, uh, you know, Ben Myers, all these guys, like, I, I think they're all fine NHL players, but when you put them in a group together, you lacked a certain, Seattle wasn't going out there and worrying about anything. Like they yeah. went out there and they were shit terrified of Nathan McKinnon yep. and Miko ranted and ripping but them they to were pieces. Happy to play against that bottom six. But yeah. pretty much any of the other lines they had pretty solid success against. Yeah. And I think that where the Avs have made changes is that they have gotten more shift by shift competitive. They've gotten they, they've, they've gotten, gotten more of what Seattle had. They've gotten they've gotten a little angrier as a group. They've gotten a lot more physical. They've gotten harder to play against. It's a lot more of a it's a lot more of a punishing group to go out and play against. It may not be as naturally skilled. You know, you lose a you lose New Hook and Morgan who had inconsistent flashes of skill where you're like whoa, mm-hmm. and then a week of nothing. Yeah, you know, and instead you're gonna get guys like Wood and Colton, uh, and can to grind an ex- it out and Johansson. bang out some dirtier goals to Johansson, yeah. guys that when they're at their best, they're just not fun to play. Well, against. well and so I I asked Kale, uh, which 
That interview is still up on our YouTube. You should go watch. We had a one-on-one sit-down with Kale McCarr in Nashville last week. But I asked him about Johansson. I said, what is it that you can maybe tell me about him that we don't know? Just from watching him, just from, you know, uh, scouting him, like what you maybe wouldn't know. And the first thing out of his mouth was, I don't remember what the exact word, but it was like, he's nasty. Like, he's he gives you the extra shot. You know, he, he gets in your ear. He hits you maybe where you wouldn't expect to be hit. He's just got like a kind of maybe in the way that Kadri did, just like a little bit of that mean streak to him, even though that isn't what defines his game. You guys have all seen Moneyball, right? Yeah. yeah. Great movie. You, you remember you remember how the big thing Billy Bean is talking about in that movie is Bro How I, do we replace Jason Giambi? I had this fucking thought earlier in the week. <laughs> I love where you're going with this because I had this thought. So there and and he's telling him, he's like, you can't replace that guy. And if you could, we couldn't afford him. And so they come up with the idea. They come up with the idea of let's replace him in the aggregate. And I think what the Avalanche saw last year in not having Gabe Landeskog, not having a net front presence, not having that kind of bruising physical punisher that kind of tie their top forward group together, you go and you look at Brian Johansson, who, don't get me wrong, he's big and he'll go to the front of the net, but he will not, he's not a punishing player to Mm -hmm. play against. If anything, he's soft. But Ross Colton and Miles Wood, those are guys that will go to the front of the net. And what they've done is they've gone and got three guys that are going to take up an area of the ice that they had too hard of a time occupying yep. last season. Certainly in the playoffs. And yeah. and just very, very, very rarely were they able to get easy goals in that area. Yep. They had to work really hard or they had to get really lucky. Yep. And that's where those three guys in the aggregate, they're going to replace Gabe Landeskog's presence because they know the difference of last year versus this year. Last year, they kept thinking they were going to have Landy. And then they did. this year, they know <laughs> they, they don't. Yeah. So we want these elements. And they went and they got little pieces of those of, of Landy through all three guys. You get, you get a physical presence. Uh, certainly with Wood and Colton, yeah. you get a guy that can help you in the face-off circle in both Johansson and Colton, and you get net front presence in all three of them. So you are you're talking about just filling a big need that your team had, but you're spreading it out. Instead of in one guy, you now have it in multiple guys and maybe on on as many as three lines, depending on how the alignment ends up shaking out. So... It's really, it's really an interesting way to go about the roster building, of because because hey, if you in a year from now if you get Gabe Landeskog back, all those guys are going to be on multi-year deals, including Ross Colton. He's not signing a one-year deal. I would bet heavily that he does not end up on a one-year deal out of this whole process. Um, you're going to have all those guys on multi-year deals, and if you get Gabe Landeskog back. You're even harder to play against. You're even more skilled. You're even more versatile. You're even more well-rounded. So it's not even just this year, but moving forward, if they if they were to get Landy back, you know, it's a big thing. And if they don't get him back, then you again have that seven million to spend, which once again gives you flexibility to go and make some decisions. But replacing those elements of his game, I think, is was is their best accomplishment of this of the offseason. I want to circle back to that, but go ahead. Yeah, so 
this lineup that we're talking about for the Avs is the <clears throat> odds-on favorite for the Stanley Cup this coming season. That the, gap opened up, too, yeah, over the last week. I mean, right now, you can get them at plus 850. What I think the next closest team is Toronto at 1,100. 11, yep. Uh, but if you go to our new betting partner, Bet365, you can get that boosted to plus 1,000 for the Avs. So might be a good time to throw a bet down on Stanley Cup champs. Just throwing it out there. Uh, Bet365, they've been around forever. They've been doing this over in Europe for a very, very long time. And they're coming over here to Colorado so you can get your bets in. You can download the app today. Use the code DNVR365. You get $1 and it turns into $200 in bonus bets when you join Bet365. So jump into it. Uh, it's look, Bet365 knows exactly what they're doing. All this stuff that other places have been doing, Bet365 has been doing forever. Whether it's the live in-game betting, ridiculous ranges of games and markets available. Like I said, you get boosts every single day, including the Avs' potential Stanley Cup champs. So it's a great time to go check it out. Again, use the DNVR365 code when you sign up to get $200 in bonus bets. You might as well sign up just for those and have a little bit of fun. That's free money to throw around. Enjoy yourself on Bet365. You must be 21 or older and physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. Also brought to you by Ibotta. You already spend money on things, right? You, I do. You have that. If you don't, like, can you tell me your secret? How are you a living? But you go to the grocery store, you buy stuff, you go to, you know, you buy fun stuff like video games, whatever. It doesn't matter what you buy. The whole point of Ibotta is that it gives you cash back on stuff you already buy. So you just keep living your life, but you sign up for Ibotta and you just get free money. In fact, for signing up, you get $5 back just for showing up for DNVR and Ibotta. So go check them out today. Uh, it's it's literally free money. I don't know how else to sell this. You should just be doing this because if you get free money, you have more money. That's that makes sense, right? Like, <laughs> what else is there to that say? That's up to me. Yeah, I, I I don't know how to explain it any better than dollars in your pocket. So, every no mathematician, drink. but more money in your pocket is, is better than less. It, hey, look look. It, have you ever met someone who doesn't want more money? No. There you go. It's that easy. Uh, so the hundreds of items on your grocery list can be covered by Ibotta with a little bit of cash back. Uh, you can link your loyalty account or just upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's not a difficult process. Easy money with Ibotta. Uh, go over there right now. Use the DNVR code to get that $5 back just for signing up. Uh, you can go to the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to download for free. Uh, that's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. Uh, download the app today. All right. First of all, when you were saying who doesn't want more money, it made me think of that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when they're in the diner and he's trying to get everyone to like focus. And, <laughs> don't you guys want to make more money? Everybody wants to make more money. What about nuns? They don't want to make more. And it's just a hilarious scene. <laughs> I want to go back to what AJ was talking about with the way that the abs have decided to address the, the needs that they have because I've seen a lot of <clears throat> chatter online about, oh, they never really, because they are taking a bit of a gamble on Johansson, a little bit of a gamble on Johansson. Yeah. Oh, they haven't actually addressed it. But, but what I think is so interesting about what AJ just brought up, I hadn't really gone through it the way that you were just talking about in terms of relate, replacing Gabe Landeskog. But I was thinking about it in terms of... Uh, I've been really impressed by what the Avs have done this summer because I think they are playing this game as well as any other championship contender where this is how you have to do it. You have to find 
the 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 again the money ball type value in players that maybe other teams don't see the, they don't value them in the same way and you have to find those cheap contracts that come in that you think can contribute in a meaningful way and i think they've done that the other thing that i think they've done playing in seattle in the playoffs it, it, to, I can't remember which one of you said it. Do you guys' point? Seattle couldn't contain Nathan McKinnon. Like, Nathan McKinnon almost won that series by himself. Yeah. They just didn't have an answer for him. But what they did do that the Avs didn't have an answer for, and part of that was the injuries, Seattle, when they rolled all four lines, it felt like they never gave you a chance to come up for air. And, and that almost cost Dallas as well. And the abs, I just felt that was what the abs had the year before. They had the high-end talent and just, they just we're going to roll you. all yeah. four lines and we are going to suffocate you and bury you across 60 minutes and you just can't hang. And I feel like they have replenished that element of their team in a way this summer where before we went live, we were running through what the four lines could kind of look like and would you put this guy here and how you did it. And the way that we were kind of running through that it's like, man, that's a tough four lines to have to roll against. That was the other thing that really buoyed the team the year before. I remember specifically in the Western Conference final against Edmonton, Edmonton was shortening their bench halfway through the second, and Jared was running four lines the whole way yep. through. So by the time you got down to those last seven, eight minutes, Colorado's top guys had way fresher legs, and it was because Jared felt comfortable running four lines. I did not feel like they had that last year. He openly talked to us about that. He was shortening his bench down to three lines, two, three shifts into the second period, depending on the game. I think they've done a good job of, without breaking the bank, replenishing that factor, that element of their team. Without breaking the bank, I think is an important point too, because right now, this very moment, they would, if Landis Cog comes back next year, they would have the money to re-sign Taves. <laughs> and I think that's a really big win for their financial future is some where's it going to come from? Stability What's going to happen? There. Yeah. Right now, they would have just enough money to do it. They might not be able to do much beyond that, but if you're able to keep the band together, I think that's important. And I think that that's an important, uh, obviously, like with that with that contract, like you care a lot about trying to keep one of the best pairings in the NHL together yep. and not having f sacrificed that financial flexibility, I think is important. This is what we talk about though. I mean, you look at teams like Pittsburgh, uh, teams like Tampa and, and, and to a different extent because they hadn't won up until this year, but even Vegas where it's like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe they are a bad example because that core has changed so significantly, but the, the, the way that teams in the NHL, find you know the Boston Bruins, the Detroit Red Wings for a long time, the LA Kings for the entire 2010s. The way you find that kind of sustainable success, here's our core. We're keeping the band together, and we will adjust around the edges however we yeah. have to as long as this core... And I mean, you could really even make the longer-term argument for LA because they didn't have to bottom out fully in the way that some other teams have. Because they've kept the Kopitar, Dowdy up until this year, Dustin Brown, uh, you know, Jonathan Quick up until like they kept that core nucleus the intact. Funny part too is that oh. LA's rebound, which of their kids have mattered? 
You said not much of their kids? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I'm saying which of their kids oh, have oh, matter. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. They don't have a, they don't have a goaltender. Uh, a, who's the defenseman kid? Um, Mikey Anderson? He's solid. Yeah. He's a great find because I think he was a late round pick. They, I, I guess but, the kid that's mattered most is they just got good value for trading Gabe Velarde. Right. And like, but I'm saying like, you look at, okay, so they're, they're it's Kopitar. But then yep. they go and they sign Phil Deneau. They <laughs> trade for Victor Arvidsson. Yeah. All these other veterans are the yeah, guys that these, have been good for them. Guys. Yeah. Like they've gotten a couple, but you're talking about they they made two top five picks in Quentin Byfield and Alex Turcott. They haven't done shit. Yeah, Byfield's rough, man. It's I mean, Turcott's not even in the he's not even in the league. Well, and it's just it's funny because you see again just the way that people talk on Twitter and Threads, which I'm on. You can follow me. And Kevin Fiala is um, another one. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, you see the way that people talk about, oh, this is what a disappointing summer. The Avs didn't make the big splash. Seriously, go back and look at Pittsburgh Penguins, Tampa Bay Lightning. These are the types of summers that these teams well, have. So this is... Uh, you make big splashes because you don't have big players. Right, the Avs yeah, are right. already They've there. Got, well, and, and this is a perfect conversation about fringes and prospects that I want to get into with our top five presented by Bet365, <laughs> where we get into the Avs' top five prospects, at least my top five. You guys are probably going to disagree with some of these, but starting at number five. Well, hold on, hold on. Quick clarification, because yep. we talked about this yesterday. Yep. Did you include twenty-three and twenty-four-year-olds? I did include twenty-four-year-olds. Yes. Okay. And I'm not including goalies, for the record. Okay. And then would be in my top five, but we're talking skaters only. Okay. Five, John Luke Foodie. Okay. Does he get NHL games this year? Well, I want to hear the rest of it before I start making comments on who's at five, because I may have to roast you for that. I don't think you'll have to roast me for that. Depends one. on who's ahead of him. Let's do this. We can talk about five this and four. Guy. We can we'll get to some of these aren't as applicable to this year. Five and four for me, John Luke Foodie, Sam Malinsky. Okay. Do those guys get NHL games this year? I think so. Yes. Both of them? Both of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna if you're putting the over under at five, I'm not taking the over, but I think they both get in a game. All right. So depth call up options that can fill in for cheap for yep. you. Three, I have Sean Barron's. Maybe he signs at the end of the year. Maybe you have a little bit of a conversation at that point, but probably not super relevant to this year. Two, I have Mikhail Guyev. Obviously, Interesting. he's two years away. Uh, not, not happening. But number one is the one I really want to talk about here for the Avalanche at the end of this season, Nikolai Kovalenko. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. I actually really like that list. The way you <laughs> prefaced it, I thought it was going to be like, Colby Ambrosio, number one. So <laughs> that five again, just run through them quickly. Uh, Foodie, Malinsky, Barons, Guyev, Kovalenko. Okay. Why'd you laugh? What do you disagree with? Just, they draft Cal Ritchie. And Cal Ritchie should be in there. Both, but of, both of us are like, no. <laughs> I mean, he could be no. six. So you could, no. I think you probably have Cal Ritchie and Oscar Olausen. Definite arguments to be in that list. However, I don't see either of them getting a call up this year. So that's why I went with Foodie. The, the only reason Olausen is on my radar is because Chris McFarland named him, him at the draft yeah. as a guy that they, it was him and Foodie, yeah, him, I mean, Foodie, and Malinsky. What other prospect do they have left at forward in the AHL? Like the, it's like it's, Olafson. It's like Foodie and Oscar Olausen's like end of list. I'm just I'm so. purely passing along well, with Chris McFarland. But this is leading to my point. Could Nikolai Kovalenko be that piece for Colorado this year? We're talking about an open third line wing spot. 
Do you see him come March happens, just dropping just into that? Happens to be right wing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, so the thing, the thing is, you're not going to go 60 games and be like, we're hang, we're holding a spot for this guy. Like I've talked about this and said this has to be on your radar because I think it's coming. Um, but it, he might also get to the end of the year and be like, hey, I'm tired. I don't want to. For sure, like, I'll come over and I'll like, I'll be a black ace or whatever. Let me get accustomed to it. The Avs aren't just going to be like, oh, hey, let's not. <laughs> we're we're just not going to fill this spot for sixty games. Fair enough. And wait for this guy, and then whenever he's good and ready, you know, yeah, hey, come have this job. But I do think, I mean, I think in future planning, yeah. But what's I, his first name? Nikolai. Nikolai. Thank you. But I think that. I think that it's on their radar and that it, that it is one of the reasons why I don't think they have two moves left in them. But just one. And we'll, and we'll probably have to pick between another forward and another defenseman. And then they'll just save that cap space and let it accrue and whatever, whatever, whatever. Sure. Um, but I I do think that that is... I expect he is he comes across the pond at the end of the year. Dude, he really broke out. Yeah, um, yeah in a big way. Am I remembering this right? That when they took him, there was a lot of like, that's a great pick. Yes. Yep. We just don't know if he's coming yep. over. And so yep. everyone was like there was, terrified. There was more confidence that he would come over than Jaravalov. Um, For people that don't remember, Kovalenko was actually at the draft when he was taken. Yeah, so. and, and there was a lot of talk about him coming over and when the Avs had talked to him about coming over. It was about, well, hey, we want you to be in the AHL and work your way up. And he just went, nah. He and his dad, you know, former Av, yeah. Andre, yeah. Uh, were like, well, the KHL is better than the AHL. Why would I work my way up in the lesser league? I'm right. just going to stay here and do my thing. And then he's had the big breakout where now it's like, okay. This is very now legitimate. Now come over directly to the NHL. If his, if his yeah. rights weren't owned, like teams would be after this kid to be mm-hmm. like, hey, he's going to be our, he's going to be one of those free agent ads yep. for us. So uh, it's, I mean, you feel, you feel good about it. Like, yep. You feel good that he's on his way and he might figure into this picture. It's not a reason to not sign a guy. Honestly, if, if Tomas Tatar wants to come and play on your right wing, yep, on your third line or whatever, and he wants to do it for a million dollars, you should say yes to that. Of course. <laughs> You're not going to turn down a good deal. Yeah, you should say yes to it. So, uh, so that was our top five presented yeah. by Bet365. No, Scott, you're incorrect. Uh, use the DNVR365 code when you sign up with Bet365 today. Uh, okay. There is the other news of today. I see chat talking about it already. Uh, Aaron Schneekloff officially named the head coach of the Colorado Eagles. Not all that surprising. Something we've talked about before in the past. He's been a longtime Eagles guy. Yeah, he was so, uh, for those unfamiliar, he was the he was the Eagles head coach when they were in the ECHL before the they jumped to yeah. the AHL. Won the was, two Kelly Cups. Yeah, he's won back-to-back Kelly Cups, the trophy that the Eagles didn't want to give back. Yeah, they held on to that. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, 
been around yeah, pretty, deserves uh, at least a decent amount of the credit for the Avs' development of defensemen as of late. Yeah, that's the assistant that he was behind Cronin. Yep. Um, and he was always a guy that had a really bright coaching future. Um, just the success that he had in the ECHL. It's, yep. it's Right now, he's kind of following the same path that Jared Bednar yep. followed. He's at the AHL stage of yeah. it now. The yep. ECHL championships into an AHL assistant job, now to an AHL head job. Um, so he is... He's the man. If he starts winning Calder Cups, someone's going to take him to the NHL. Even if he has the same kind of success that Cronin had, where you're, you're probably looking at a job. They were yeah. top Pacific Division team, uh, you know, perennial playoff team yeah. every year, and they won a round or two, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, a couple years as a, as a, a head coach, we'll we'll see how it goes with Schneekloth, but he certainly earned the opportunity just based on his resume. Agree. Uh, you know, it's AHL head coach mm. is always interesting to see how they fit in their style with what they're getting directed by their NHL team. Yep. To fit as a system. So we'll see exactly how it plays out. But for now, we are brought to you by Shady Rays. You can get your Shady Rays today at ShadyRays.com. Use the DNVR code. You get 50% off when you order two pairs of sunglasses or more. New ones. Yeah, yeah, we just yeah. got ours delivered. So. We got we got the good looks out here. Uh, go check them out at Shady Rays. Their replacement deal is the best. Once you get a pair for the first 30 days, if you don't like them, you break them or you lose them, Shady Rays will replace them for completely free. So it, it's just great to see good customer service in the world today. Right, I'm, on. I'm all about it. There you uh, go. Looking good. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Look at those things. I can't, I can't see. They're amazing. <laughs> nice. I'm all about it. <laughs> Nice. Give me, give me your best Hulk Hogan. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Shady Rays has tons of different designs. Again, go check them out at ShadyRays.com, or they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Also brought to you by the folks over at Bacchus and Shanker. If you have been attacked by a man wearing sunglasses like that, call 222-2222 today. <laughs> You've gotten beaten up by Kitty Powers. <laughs> Uh, make sure you get what you deserve if you've been in a car accident that isn't your fault, even if it's a rideshare situation. Maybe you had a scooter incident downtown like a couple people I know have had issues with, even if you've been injured at work uh, and it's not your fault. Box and Shanker just wants to get you what you deserve. You can go to coloradolaw.net or press the two number uh, and you get your, well, you know, you got to get a free consultation. And if they think you have a case, they'll take it on for completely free. Turns out, Getting uh, free, what what do you do? Lawyership, free representation. There you go. That's I what like, I'm looking for. I like for. lawyership. Whatever <laughs> you want. Free representation is pretty cool. You pay nothing to these guys until you win your case. So go over to Bacchus and Shanker. Get what you deserve today. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the last 25 years. All right, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast here. When you're looking at the Avs lineup. Assuming, you know, relative health, obviously they're not going to have Gabe Landeskog. Is this a team where expectations should be win the Central? Should expectations be conference finals or bust? I I hate the conference finals or bust. Like, I hate the or bust mentality because there's no bust here. You, okay. if you don't do it, you're let down, but you're going to have another shot at it next year. That's true. Because your core is still going to be here, regardless of 
Taves staying or going or whatever, you know, whatever happens there. As long as as long as you have Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and Kale McCarr, you're going to be you're, good again. Next you're going to be pretty yeah. good. You're going to have a chance the next season. So uh, I don't think there's an or bust mentality. I just think that it's, you know, you look at some of the other teams. Like you were looking at Vegas as an example of an or bust. Sure. Like they were all in. Yeah. yeah they're very, very, very close to their aging curve with some of their best players. I mean, let's be real. They just won the Stanley Cup with Aiden Hill, and they gave him $5 million. They might have made life a little harder on themselves moving forward. At least he only did two if, years. If he, yeah, they didn't make the Jordan Mini. <laughs> right, mistake. right. Correct. <laughs> so they get partial credit. Yeah. With it with forever. For, the, for the record, Bennington <laughs> also signed a similar deal, and then they gave him the one that he's on now after that. So Really? Yes. Yeah, it was a two-year, like, four-and-a-half bridge or something right like that. Right after the Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, why why do I remember that they gave him six by six like at the parade? No, they gave I'm him misremembering the, that? They, yeah, because was, they gave him the six yeah. year deal. The f- a year was it a year? Okay, okay, okay that's early. that's right. Yeah. So they gave him the extension. He had one more okay, good year. Good year. They're like, perfect, yeah. six by six, one of the highest paid goalies in the league. Yep. Sounds about right. Yep. Which if Vegas no. does that, I will point and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, we're all watching it unfold in St. Louis, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Especially because, like, the season Bennington is having, you were like, are you right, sure? Right, Why right, are you right. in a hurry to do this? Yeah, like, this yeah. Is, and it's only gotten worse, which you could, it's not, I'm not going to say I expect it to happen with Aiden Hill, but I'm going to say if it does happen with Aiden Hill, I'm not going to be <laughs> I, very surprised. I don't expect him to roll up and post a 937 next year. I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do. I, I think... And I'm with AJ. It's not or bus. If this isn't how it goes, you know, it's, it's fine. I think this is a team that, for me, the expect. I, I think they're going to win the Central. I think they're going to be going to the conference final. And then from there, I mean, who knows? You know, you're, you're talking about very good teams at that point. But but I think it's a conference final. It's a division championship. And they should be seriously, like, knocking on the door of getting back to the final and going for this again, I, I, that is how highly I think of the team they put together. Things got to go right. Guys got to hit. You know, you, you can't have Ryan Johansson, uh, you know, out all year with injury. You can't have Jonathan Druin, you know, doing the two I, goals thing you need again. need luck every year, right? But, right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, I think you, they've they begged do, some they've from taged, last year. They've I taken so. some chances here. Mm-hmm. Like, but at, at the same time, I, I see, I see people being upset. Like, oh, well, there's no guarantee here. Okay. One. Welcome to life. Right, right, right. Nothing is guaranteed. Like, yet. what are you talking about? And then two, I as a, as a team that is top heavy salary wise, like the Abs, and they now have the most expensive player in the NHL. They won't in a month or two when Austin Matthews signs a new deal. But you can't sign with the Yotes yet. They won't in a imagine, month. If, imagine if you could sign a year early with a different <laughs> with a new team. team. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> so F1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're talking about <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine like, the full scale meltdown. The, the fan bases yeah. would lose their minds. Yeah. Oh man. Um the I've totally got yeah, derailed by the this, Austin Matthews. So when you're top heavy, you, sorry, you take you that take was my fault. You take salary you take salary chances 
with some of these guys. Like, and that's this is where Jonathan Duran at eight twenty five. It's not even it, a risk. The even, risk is even, zero. Even at a million dollars, you were like, "This is incredible." You yep. know, like, "Oh, okay," because there could have been a team out there, Anaheim or Chicago, could have given him four million dollars to do the exact same thing. But he wanted to come to the Avs, and the Avs offered him an opportunity. But at eight twenty five, you need you need guys that outperform their contracts every single year. Nobody wins a Stanley Cup without that happening. Nobody, not a single team out there. It's where the NHL is unique with their you smaller cap, much stricter than the other leagues. You yeah, have to have that. you have to have guys that are that are value added versus their contract. They might have they might have a negative value contract with Miles Wood, just in terms of the years and his aging curve and all yeah. that. But at two and a half million, you're not taking a very big chance that he doesn't live up to that. It, it can't as be the player. It can't be is. extremely negative. It's right. minorly negative. Like, like if it blows up in their face, it's more like, oh God, what do you do about the six years? Yeah. The two and a half million hurts you less every year yeah. of that deal. But the 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 Avalanche are in this position where they have to they have to get value out of guys somewhere in their lineup. That's where getting Ryan Johansson for four million. He's not an eight million dollar player anymore. But had he gone into the market, he probably could have gotten four years. Yep. I mean, we saw Ryan O'Reilly coming off of a borderline disaster of a yep, season. A four by four and a half, yeah. Yeah. Got four and a half million dollars at age thirty two. Yep. And got four years on top of it. Like, Jesus. <laughs> if they're wrong about that deal, you know, again, four yeah. and a half million won't like crush them, but it's just going to be sitting around on their roster getting older and a little bit worse every year. Yep. They, that, that could be a deal that I don't want to say it'll haunt them, but could be problematic. Like, I don't think he finishes that contract in Nashville. So I don't see how he would, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure where people thought the Avs were going to get guarantees, where they were going to get answers in positions that are hard to fill, top six positions, top nine positions, with certainty. They just didn't have the cap space because to really do that. Even yeah. if you like Evan Rodriguez and Ryan O'Reilly more than Miles Wood and Ryan Johansson, you would have spent significantly more money mm -hmm. between the two of them. And what, what certainty would you have given yourself? Because Ryan O'Reilly is again, he's he's coming off multiple years now of decline. Yeah, I and mean, as much as I liked the idea of bringing him back, it's not you, that there isn't risk right. there. It, it, they're different types of players when you're talking about O'Reilly and Rijo. To totally, but when you're talking about the potential risk of them aging out and falling off, there is no difference there. There's there's Ryan Johansson is younger, and, and like. It's You're, not like, it's, it's like pushing the, the aging curve. O'Reilly literally coming back from a broken foot last year. He has a now a track record of injury too. Yeah. So it's it, like you said, the Avs, there were no guarantees. Even if you wanted to go get the big dogs in free agency this year, there were no guarantees yeah. from just about anyone in free agency. Yep. So you have to take your risks somewhere. You've got to take your you, you every and every championship caliber roster. Which team out there isn't taking a chance on something? Yep. Which one? I mean, Carolina spent a ton of money and was ultra aggressive. They also spent a ton of money in one of the worst free agent classes in recent years. Yep. 
So you feel like, oh, they won the offseason. They did all this. I like their moves. I like the, the deals they signed. I think that's a really good hockey team. Their number one problem is not fixed. I, they do not have a superstar yeah, I, to get them through a big moment. They are relying on a guy outplaying I, his station in life in a big moment to get them through a round. And this two. is, I think we'll probably talk about winners and losers of free agency next week, but how many times has the team that you said won the off season gone on to win the Stanley cup? It almost never happens. It's it's to what Jesse was saying earlier. It's the teams that are making, that are filling in the roster with guys that fit mm-hmm. yeah. guys that, that fill needs that, 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 fill in the gaps of their needs that that actually take steps forward it's going out and getting the top guys in free agency make great headlines Who, and they're big and sexy and who's the flashy GM? headlines but did 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 the carolina hurricanes really need dmitry orlov right like does dmitry orlov make them better in any way or does it just keep them right at what they already did as an elite shot suppression team they literally kept the same goaltenders did they take a step forward as a roster? I can't remember who the GM is. I, my brain wants to say Lulu Morello, but I, I'm almost positive it's not right. But it, they had the philosophy of your highest paid player can't be a free agent. You cannot have a guy coming in off free agency that is, and not because it's bad for morale, but like the, the point is, I mean, You're not building your team the right way if the yeah. highest paid player I, in your roster is coming off the free agent. I don't know list. if it was exactly that, but Lou definitely had the like everyone makes less than our top player system. Yeah, which which I know other teams have, but but, but to to the point that we've made now a couple times that AJ was just kind of alluding to and just to kind of circle back and, and put a bow on it. Again, the, the, the teams that are at the top, like I see what Detroit's doing, signing all kinds of mid to above mid level range <laughs> yeah. players. And it's like, that's fine. But how for how many years have we watched the Avs try to shortcut rebuilds? And, and then not try to build the right yeah. way, but try to add guys, trade guys, sign guys. Here's good. It's like, no, you have to have the core that you build around and you can build around that and it's fine. And that's the right way to do it. Those are the teams that are having large scale success. Nashville for the third time in the last seven years is trying to bring in the best player on their team. And it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And you look at like, Dallas, you feel rock solid about their offseason because yep. they did it in such a cost-efficient, short-term way that you're not looking at it and being There's like... There's no long-term risk at all. Right, yeah. and like Matt, bringing in Matt Duchesne, a one-year, $3 million deal, unequivocally makes them I'll say it on the show. I, I, th- that, that is the only deal on free agency day that I said, wow, I wish the Avs would have done that deal. Yeah. Which... There's totally. a billion reasons why and maybe like, they didn't. Way more comp. There were way more layers to that totally, than just totally. player and team fit. And but that's mostly just how much I liked that deal. Yeah. But you're also you're also talking about like like this comment says I I like what Chicago is doing. The easiest thing to do in the world, the easiest thing to do as a franchise is to sign a couple of decent free agents and go from being at the bottom of the barrel to the middle of yeah. the league. It's getting, it is the it's getting beyond the middle. Part. That's the hard part. It is the yeah. easiest part of the rebuilding process to go from, boy, those guys were terrible. Now you look at Arizona's top nine and you go, wow, that's a pretty formidable forward court. That team and could be Calgary. You look at, and then you look at every other team that's ahead of them in the standings. And you also say, oh, hey, those teams also have pretty good top nines. Yep. Or do they have better goaltending? Do they have better defense? Are their best players as good as the other best players? The answer remains no. So great. 
They can do a couple of nice things. Arizona can do some stuff here. Chicago but, can do a couple of things here. But it's how do you here. take the step after that? But that how matters, do you take yeah. that next step into the scary tier, into contention, mm-hmm. not from being pretty good and not from being, well, we're hoping that if we get in, some crazy shit We can shit be might hard happen. out. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping, we're hoping we can catch fire and do a Florida just dead. Though I think we would all agree that Florida team should have been well, better, better than, than the regular seed. season. Yeah. Paul Maurice, baby. <laughs> so. I, I do think that there's that that balance, but when you look at off seasons, it's you have to the teams that make the smart decisions and actually fill needs yep. are the teams that take steps forward. And I think out west you look at Vegas willing to land on the Ivan Barbashev landmine, which could go great. It could be a disaster. We'll see. But swapping out Riley Smith, are they better? No. I don't mm-hmm. think they take a step forward. I agree with that. Aiden Hill in net and committing to him as your goaltender. Total question mark. Yeah. Are they better? I don't. I which which which. I think their question marks in net remain. Yeah. Well, and, and LA makes the huge deal for PLD, and they are forced at this point because they don't want to continue to hemorrhage forward talent. They are forced to go with Phoenix Copeland, whichever other guy they're willing to spend a million dollars on. Do you feel good about that? Do you feel good about that solution for them? Nope. Their center depth of Kopitar, PLD, and Phil Deneau is nasty. Yeah. That's really, 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 really good. And we'll see if they get utilized that way. But if they, in any game they want, they can roll them out that way. Awesome. You look at the, everybody's feel-good story, Seattle. Did Seattle get any better? I think Seattle got actively worse. They to be swap out Carson Susie for Brian Dumoulin, and then they Yamamoto. lose. They lose an entire line yeah. out of their forward core. Now they could promote Ty Cartier and Shane Wright and a couple of guys, but has Seattle gotten better? I don't think so. Where who's getting better out here? Is Minnesota better? They just lost a bunch of the guys they went and got like, at the deadline. They're all free agents. Minnesota's they, just irrelevant. They brought back still. Mojo, and that's it. Minnesota just doesn't matter until next year, right? No. Did, did St. Louis get better? Kevin Hayes for a sixth-round pick? Sure. Is their defense any different? I mean, what do you... What do you, you I, I can understand where people look uh, at the abs is... in a vacuum and say, uh, and, and say, what's the... Like, like, oh, I'm worried about this spot, and I'm worried about that spot, and there shouldn't be done... They need they need a guy here or whatever, but ultimately, what team I mean, what team out there is better than Colorado in the West? Here's definitively I think the point that you're getting at is a lot of teams has the same problems they had from last year, and the as problem from last year was health. Well, and and center depth, which even center depth was exacerbated was by the health made issues, worse yeah. by health. And if the Abs right. have another horrendously unhealthy year, guess what? They're not going to win much. But if they can be even like middle of the pack healthy, it's hard not to really like this team. Could you imagine if, you, if, if this two hundred man games lost yeah. and they're not all the key players? Obviously, I was like, could you imagine this team having a Dallas or Calgary level injury luck season? No, I can't. I literally can't imagine. They're that. going. They're going sixty, seventeen, <laughs> and five, and they're running away with yep. the West. Yep, it won't. It wouldn't be close. At all with like a Calgary caliber health season. I would also like to say that the Avs were a 109 point division winning team last with year. 
there isn't a ton of room for them to get too much better. It's true. There aren't moves. Like, could they go out and get an Elias Lindholm? Yeah, and then they would lose him in a year. They came up, what, five or seven wins shy of the previous uh, season, which everyone yeah. was like, historic! <laughs> they barely missed that mark, and everyone well, was ready yeah, to jump was, off a building last Well, that was year. the best Avs regular season ever, mm-hmm. and... <laughs> I think this season, this past season, was second or third. It was I purely think it was, by record. It was third. It was third. I believe thirteen, fourteen was better by like a little bit. All right, I so believe. then it was fourth because two thousand one was also yeah. better. So you're talking about the we were coming off of a pretty good and the like the core of that team is still all intact, but they've made they've made the overall group around them better and more competitive. Yep. You worry about depth, hundred percent. But I also I say this every year. Everybody does. Yep. And I don't depth think it's also got, something you can add to at the depth. I don't think Anaheim but. got worse. I, I don't think that they're a good contending team. I actually like what Anaheim is doing. Me too. From Greg Cronin Other to than the their moves draft they're making, pick, which was stupid, but but, but again, but again, I, I'm willing to give it to him because you know they they say they yeah, put in the sure. work, they scouted. The, hey, if that's a player you believe in, cool. He's still a high end player. I, I'm with. Yeah, I would have taken Adam Fantilli, but he's still a high end player. Um, I, I actually I like what Anaheim is building. Towards, they're still a ways you, out. What you like is that their strength is their defense is really young and it's got talent all over it, and it's not reliant on one guy. They've got five, mm-hmm. and and you've got their core of young forwards. And their that... their center their center depth between yeah. Leo Carlson, Trevor Zegras, and McTavish and Mason McTavish. You've got options there. Yep. One of those guys ends up on a wing. You're pretty. You're 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 fine. Yep. And those are those are your those are the things when you're talking about building. Uh, a championship contender. It's literally why Montreal went David Reinbacher over Matvey Vichkov because you, they, their organization needed a defenseman that could maybe play on a top pairing more than it needed a game breaking wing. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot to break down here. I, I'm hesitant to really dive into the free agency stuff too deep because we are expecting a bunch more stuff to get done over the next couple of days. Uh, so I want to yep. hold off on that a little Lichuskin bit. will but. be up in training camp, and he'll either decide to talk about everything that went down, or he won't. That'll be up to him. Mm-hmm. When a guy leaves for personal reasons, I'd, it's a personal choice look, for him to decide whether or not he wants to talk about it in public or not. And if he does, then great. The, we will love that. The only, if he doesn't, then we will move on. The only things we have the right to know is the NHL has cleared him to play, the ABS have cleared him to play, and he's going to play. Well, and, 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 and another the step further, police. the Seattle Police Department yeah. said there is no, no investigation no here. There's no criminal here. charges so. being pressed. Like it's, th- th- this is. I, I get why people are always skeptical of stuff happening, and or people trying to cover up. But this is an instance where you have plenty of media who we understand a little bit more saying nothing happened. It's everything's on the up and up. You have the team, the league, and the responding police department. That is not in Colorado. They have no, like, the NHL yeah, doesn't right. have that kind of pull. Hey, can you cover this for us? <laughs> like, and everybody is saying there's nothing, there's nope. no criminal activity here. Let's, yeah, I, I, I'm, he will be there. My guess is he won't say anything about it. I also am assuming that the people, the people who want their red meat of, in terms of feeling like they deserve an answer aren't going to get it. I yeah. agree with that. I don't think they will. Um, so and just just in in my personal opinion, they don't, we don't deserve it. Yeah. We, well, we don't deserve to know. Like the world, like there, we all have, we are all privy to the things going on in in our lives. We are all deserving of our privacy. 
I just I don't understand why that changes for See, I, I love that that comment right there. That whole rant something happened. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know. You know with your pure speculation, better than the police, better than the league, better than the team, all people that were there, involved, looked into it, better than the media who has looked into it, talked to sources, talked to people who are involved. All these people on Twitter, they they fucking know, man. I mean they know. AJ, stop, they know. I AJ, they know. They know. Like, you guys, you guys, we just, I think everybody just has to accept the fact that we are not going to get the salacious details that we crave yeah. as a society, as, as a group of people. We are not going to get that, that red meat. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, we've talked about it a couple of times on our, on multiple shows. He's, we fully expect him to be back at the start of training camp. Everybody is on that same path. The guy's out there posting on Instagram pretty freely. Uh, I, I mean, I. that's just how he it is. He was in Russia. Like, he's not in Russia anymore. And, and he's free to continue living his life because, as far as anybody knows, he didn't commit a crime. <laughs> and, that's where, and that's where everybody that's where everybody that was involved in the process was like, there was no crime here. He's leaving the team for personal reasons. I don't know why that can't be respected. I don't know why. I don't know why. Yes, clearly something happened, and clearly something was up. But and unless new needed, evidence needed, emerges, like he needed to leave the team for some sort of reason, and everybody, everybody is respecting that privacy. Everybody that I know of who has an idea or knows what went down has respected that boundary. And again, I just don't understand. It's, it's personal reasons. You don't have any right to know anyone's personal reasons for anything, especially when there is no crime. There is an investigation was done and no crime exists. So I don't know what you're looking for. Uh, the locker room is a totally separate issue that he's going to have to walk in there and he's going to have to apologize to those guys. I was going to say that 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 is one thing that he, he, he doesn't owes, have to answer questions to us, but he, he wants he to talk he to them. He doesn't know any of us. Any kind of an answer, he owes those guys all the answers. Mm-hmm. For sure. Those are the guys that he let down in the biggest way. Uh, he, he, and it's up to the locker room whether or not they're going to be cool with him or not. Like, that's entirely up to them. I imagine that they will be pretty forgiving of it, um, just given <laughs> just yeah. how people are, yeah. you know? But, it, it, yeah, I really just don't know. Yeah, his teammates, his teammates probably are still pissed, and they should be pissed, and they should be let down. And he owes them, he owes them something. He, he owes them significantly more than he owes a any of us. One sixty-five point season would make a lot of those you know, one. Go one away. He needs to get up on the first day of training camp, and he needs to be like, guys, I absolutely let you down. I dropped the ball. My selfishness drove me. To, to make a mistake. I mean, whatever, let's, whatever, not, let's whatever. not go too far down this road. Sure, but he owes them. He owes them something. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, we can we can get out of here for today as we've gone over an hour at this point. So we appreciate all y'all hanging uh, out. I want I want to give a quick go shout ahead. out to our boy Eddie. Uh, I'm not gonna like fully oust him here, but uh, I ran into him somewhere and he hooked me up. So big shout out to Eddie. He knows. There you go. Yeah. Hook up. He was really excited about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, dude, he was great. He was uh, great. We so, are brought to you big by shout out to him. Breckenridge Brewery for the record. Summer, great time to get a Palisade Peach Ale. They're delicious. Go get yourself some. Uh, we appreciate all y'all. 
we're out of here for the day. We'll be back tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe we'll bring back Free Skates Friday. We're getting into that time of the offseason. But one way yes. or another. Let yeah. us let us write rom-com scripts for oh, LH guys again. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know if we'll go that hard, but we appreciate you, and we'll talk to you on the next one.